When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're invited to I Am The Cute One, the most chaotic school dance in the podcast universe. Let's spike the punch, grind to Usher, and recap some of the cutest movies that made our millennial minds explode. Hello, I am Chelsea, and I am the cute one. And I am Donnie, and I am the cute one. But we are joined with the cutest of all. We have Tom from the Dumpster Dive podcast. Tom Tingle is with us this evening. <laughs> Hi. Like, that's Tingle. That's Tingle to you. Mr. Tingle, if you're nasty. (laughs) So really quick at the top of the episode, happy Donnie Appreciation Month, Donnie. Thank you. So happy to be here for day one. (laughs) (laughs) He has been a nightmare already. Like we knew it was coming, but just a nightmare. I feel like I am being tied to a bed and gagged. Well, last year it was still like the courting process. I met both of you in like November-ish. So when March rolled around, I had to like really tone it down. I couldn't show you you stumbled onto a crazy person. So (laughs) then now that we're like a year and some change into it, you can know what a birthday monster I am. Now, you know, I just want to ask you, my boyfriend's birthday is also in March. What day is your birthday? The 20th. Oh, so we got some time. Uh-huh. Uh, a time until the actual day, but the Donnie Appreciation Month is official. <laughs> like, we are here. Now, does your celebration continue after? Um, not really. Like, if everyone wants to trickle off after the 20th, you can, but I'm still allowed to plan events. <laughs> like, my birthday, like, dinner and seeing a Broadway show is after the 20th. And you said that after the 20th, we can trickle off and do whatever. However, we do have a sweepstakes that's happening that is going to be happening after the 20th, sometime around the 20th. We're picking a winner the 27th. So a whole week after (laughs) when this supposed month has quote unquote almost ended. (laughs) Yeah. So I thought I should give back a little for my birthday month. So philanthropic. Thank you. Thank you. So I, myself, only myself, put together, also with the dip in Chelsea, put together a little swag bag of some of our favorite goodies from the early 2000s, some movie memorabilia that we touched on this season. And how it works is this. Each week, we will be giving a secret code during the episode. And at the end of... The three weeks, you will email sweepstakes at thedip.com with those three code words. And the winner will be picked on March 27th to win the grab bag. And you'll get a big bag of shit, but better (laughs) than the McDonald's bag from our previous episode. (laughs) Filled with actual good things and not literal shit. (laughs) So one quick other thing. I do have to say, in light of Donnie's stories this week where he was sharing your church stories... I have to just say that our cuties are officially more chaotic than we are, and your stories perhaps are even more unhinged than ours, which 
is really saying something. So we want to include you in the conversation. So we have started taking advantage of the dips community post features. So head over to the dip.com to join the conversation. Last week, Donnie was posting about Whoopi's lack of eyebrows. And <laughs> I wrote a short horror story about Furbies. So it's only a matter of time before the dip takes away our privileges. So head <laughs> over there and get weird with us while you can and use code guac. For 90% off. I'm happy the two of you found a safe space. (laughs) (laughs) Us too. The dip was like, let's put these two bitches behind a paywall. I mean, I tip my hat to the dip. They're brave. (laughs) (laughs) So Donnie, for the start, the beginning of the horror show that is Donnie Appreciation Month, you took the reins and you picked the next four movies. And we are starting out with a bang. We are starting out with Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Tom, you're laughing. I can't. You guys, I can't wait to talk about this movie. I'm. You don't understand. I watched it this morning and I've been waiting for this moment. Well, beware. It is one of Donnie's all-time favorites. But I want to set the scene for Teaching Mrs. Tingle before me and Tom end our friendship publicly with Donnie by dragging it for filth. But this movie came out on August 11th, 1999. So let's hop into our time machine and take a stroll down memory lane. It was a Wednesday. There was a total solar eclipse. Genie in a Bottle was number one on the charts. Mm. And little Haley Joel Osment was whispering, I see dead people. As The Sixth Sense continued to dominate the box office along with Runaway Bride, American Pie, and The Matrix. Also, my brother had just turned seven the day before. Wow, someone else's birthday. This movie wasn't in the top five of 1999? No, no, no. The other (laughs) movies were in the box office. This movie, I don't know, Donnie, do you have any trivia for us? What? Where do you come in on opening weekend? Yeah, I'd love to hear some numbers. Sure. So the budget was $13 and it made worldwide $8,951,000. A smash hit. (laughs) Some girls call that a flop. (laughs) <laughs> i'm not one of them okay you know what though i have to say right at the bat i did not know we were diving into a kevin williamson movie because i love kevin Williamson. yeah like screw scream screw i know you did last summer fuck dawson's creek teaching mrs tingle is is it well i think the faculty was filmed in the same set you've seen the faculty right <laughs> yeah i don't think chelsea i'm giving the vibes that chelsea's not seen the faculty you saw my polite smile oh wow well i'm trying to like because i'm at this point starting to hate myself like any <laughs> day now the listeners are going to fully turn on me because i know the shtick is getting old and tired but i'm not changing i will see the movie when we cover it on this podcast so <laughs> i will continue to be like haven't seen it <laughs> But Donnie, I'm glad that you mentioned Dawson's Creek because you know that I am face blind. However, I recognized pretty much everyone in this movie because you could call me a WB head. I am proud to report that I know Joey from Dawson's Creek and also the hot brother from Seventh Heaven. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't even need to ask that you would watch Seventh Heaven. (laughs) (laughs) When I see your smiling faces, smiling back at me. That answers the question from last week of, can I sing? Wow. So Chelsea decided this is the episode where she's going <laughs> to sing instead of me. This We're really starting the month out right. Oh Sometimes I think to myself, though, think about what the mom in Seventh Heaven would do in 2022. Like, <laughs> how would she navigate? Well, where was she on January 6, 2021? <laughs> and we 
should start by leaving her husband, I think. <laughs> well, you know, we didn't yeah, bring it? him up at this <laughs> But I did notice, and by notice I mean like it's something I'm writing a thesis on somewhere. In every movie a WB actor is in, they're always paired with another WB actor. Like, name me a movie that a WB actor's in, and I'll name the co-star that's from another WB show. So in this, it was Seventh Heaven and Dawson's Creek. In Scream 2, it was Pacey and Sarah Michelle Gellar. The list truly goes on. Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions is Selma Blair from Zoe Duncan, Jack and Jane. I was going to say Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo is... I'll get there. <laughs> was Matthew Lillard ever on the WB? I feel like he never did TV. I oh. would love if Tom came on this podcast, shit on Donnie's <laughs> favorite movie, and then debunked his thesis statement he's been working on for years with one <laughs> single movie. No, what's going to happen is we're just going to crop that sentence out. The first person I thought of was uh, SMG. Well, it seems like you might be right. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday. Oh, God. Anyway. Donnie, for those listening at home, you're literally scrolling IMDb, like, frantically. (laughs) You're on on Scooby-Doo right now. (laughs) You haven't looked up since I said it. You're on your phone just like... (laughs) I think we're going to break down. You know how Shakespeare died on his birthday? You're going to do that to me. Well, we got to get to the 20th. We got to get to this movie. <laughs> we do. Donnie, do you have any tidbits or trivia for us? I do. So, so this is going to get really dark really quick. So I'm going to say it quickly so that um, we don't have to focus on it. It was originally called with a totally different plot. So, Tom, that could be why... Um, it's not good because they changed the full plot. It was originally called Killing Mrs. Tingle, but then Columbine happened. So they were like, oh no, we're not doing this. God. Let's tie her to the bed instead of murdering her. So then Jillian Anderson from the X-Files was attached, as was Alicia Silverstone. And they both dropped out when the plot changed. Wait, so Jillian then, Anderson would have been great, though. Actually. She would have. And other people that were asked to play this role that turned it down. I don't know if this is when it was killing or teaching, but these women turned it down. Meryl Streep, Glenn Close, Sigourney Weaver, and Sally Field. Wow. Imagine them tied to that bed. Iconic. <laughs> I just want to tell the listeners, like, I'm so on edge right now to recap <laughs> this movie because Donnie's a monster. But also, I just want to paint a picture of in two weeks. No. When are we covering Cruel Intentions? The last one, right? On my actual birthday, March 20th. But that's a good one. That's a good movie. But, Tom, Donnie and I switch moderators from week to week. And I was going to be stuck with Cruel Intentions. And I was like, I can't handle this pressure. Like, I can't handle it. And Donnie's like, no, no, no. It'll be fine. Like, I'm going to be fine about it. And I'm like... That's not true because you are going to get mad about teaching Mrs. Tingle and I'm not about to do this with cruel intentions. He's on Scooby-Doo 3 right now trying to find like where like SMG crossed over with like a Smallville character. Oh my, oh my god. god. So thank you for being my emotional support human Tom because we're going to just white knuckle this together. Mm, wow, Tom, wow, wow. Tom, in one minute or less, can you break down the plot of this fine, fine film? Happy to. There's this teacher. She is a monster who loves to call out alcoholics, fellow alcoholic teachers. Um, and then there are these students who happen to be 18 going on 30. And, uh, the, the premier student is, uh, scared that she's not going to pass. And so in, 
instead of instead of just working really hard, they decide to like go stalk their teacher, tie her to a bed, and then um, ends up using some sort of archery to kill a fellow student. <laughs> Wonderful. See, normally I do use this time to say, great job, but there are some problems with that recap. <laughs> You're just lying to people that are listening. What did I lie about? <laughs> I told you everything I said happened. Yeah. No, the bow and arrow is a twist. I mean, that's not something I thought I was going to get myself into today when I was watching it. It was Chekhov's gun, except it was the bow and arrow from the beginning. It really was. You're absolutely right. It's just, it's not, in the list of things I was expecting from a late 90s, like, thriller, bow and arrow was not on my list of bingo, you know, squares. Yeah. But it was for history class. <laughs> yeah, let's get into this insane final project that doesn't have anything to do with anything. It's the loosest thing I've ever seen. So we meet Leanne Watson, a brilliant but poor high school student who dreams of winning the coveted valedictorian scholarship to get out of the town she's felt trapped in her whole life. And it seems that all is going according to plan until we meet her nemesis. And overall, see you next Tuesday, Mrs. Tingle, who is a true terror. So when she's not blackmailing her principal for summer school supplies, she is carrying out her petty vendetta against Leanne to make sure she never succeeds or experiences happiness of any kind. Now for the project. We have Leanne's best friend, Joe, doing Marilyn Monroe cosplay (laughs) for no reason. We have the school hottie, Luke, just bringing a rock from the front garden. We have a lunatic building the straight up medieval crossbow that we've talked about. And Meanwhile, we have Leanne, an overachiever and big old dork, who shows off this project where she's created a 17th century journal with 365 entries documenting one year in the life of an accused Salem witch. Like, what the fuck was this project supposed to be? I don't get it. Also, wait, did we talk about the castle? The castle. Trudy, 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 Trudy. She's got a lot going on. No, but in my English class in ninth grade, when we read Romeo and Juliet, we were basically given the same, like, prompt. Like, use Romeo and Juliet as a jumping off point and do whatever you want. So then, like, someone wrote a rap about it. Somebody made a collage, which I would say the collage is very similar to the recreation of the Bastille. Like, what, besides cutting magazines out of a magazine, where do you go with your presentation? with that i don't know because i rewrote it as a children's book so it rhymed in rhyming couplets like dr seuss and then i illustrated the whole thing too using aladdin as the romeo character and jane from tarzan as juliet iconic how did this children's book end donnie oh they like this true story they died (laughs) but it rhymed (laughs) it rhymed Never breathed again. They would never have a friend. I don't know if that was the right. You're so proud of this. <laughs> I was so proud, in fact, that I went back the next school year and said, hey, do you still have that? And she's like, no, I can't find it. I'm like, you fucking bitch. You said you were going <laughs> to showcase this to future classes, so I let you have it. But, like, if you were going to throw it out, I would have liked it. She probably turned it into the police as a warning <laughs> sign. Like, we need to watch out for this kid. That's why, like, when I watch this movie and Katie Holmes finds her Salem Witch Trial journal on Mrs. Single's desk, I was like, oh, my God, I wish I would have done that so I could have stole my children's book i would have had it in my baby box as we speak well something i will say about tingle is that miss tingle 
she's obsessed with these kids. And there's nothing that pisses me off more than a teacher in school. We've all had them that is obsessed with just the drama or like, like obsessed with bringing a kid down. I mean, that, that is real. Like that is like, did you have one? I did not. But my, but my sister did. You are Trudy Tucker. No, I'm not Trudy Tucker. <laughs> I was a little Trudy Tucker in school, but I was a good student. I, I kind of like flew under the radar in class, and then I just like mm. was a superstar in uh, theater and choir world. I get it. <laughs> but like, I just like did what I needed to do in like my math class, and it was fine. But I did have a teacher in elementary school that actively hated me and like tried to get me like expelled. In <gasps> elementary school? Elementary school. They were saying that like I was just so ill behaved, all this stuff, and like I had to go to like counseling for a year because. Oh of- my god! It was awful, and in reality, it was just I was just talkative and like had a personality. Okay, Mrs. Weaver, yeah. that was her name. I'll call her Shout out. out. That's my problem, we too. We need to teach her a lesson. I've learned some tips and tricks. Yeah, I should have tied her to a bed. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Myers hated me for the same reason from talking, and she would separate me every class. She would start me in the same position. No, I talk to the people that, like, just make it a season-long thing, then. Don't put me in that same chair every day just to move me every single day. What a bitch. Well, it's very funny that all of us ended up having podcasts because I too <laughs> suffered from that affliction. And in my physics class, I talked too much. And so I had to sit like it got so bad. He ran out of options because he, Mr. Miller, <laughs> moved me around the class to like different sections. And I would bother the person, not bother, I would entertain the person next to me every quarter to the point where our Trudy Tucker, this poor, sweet little boy, Uh he got his first B the quarter I sat next to him in physics because I distracted Uh him so much. And after that, Mr. Miller said, enough, fucking enough. And he put me not even on the first lab bench in the back of the classroom. I had to sit one lab bench removed. So like the class was sitting in the seats and then there was a lab bench and then me. Wow. Now I will say we just all hated on those teachers. So I do want to paint Mrs. Myers in a little bit of a good light. The only lesson that I remember from this class is when we were learning about detectives and she like was giving the lesson, talking about detectives. She took off her bracelet and put it on her desk. And then this man that was observing the classroom left. So then she was telling the class, telling the class, she went back to the desk and she's like, where's my bracelet? Has anyone seen my bracelet? So then we dusted the desk for fingerprints and we said what the man looked like. And then it turns out it was all the lesson. But that was the coolest lesson I've ever had. Oh, that's kind of fun. I like that. And then she moved me for talking. So (laughs) (laughs) You talked too much about that excellent lesson she put together. Speaking of teachers, though, I do want to talk a bit about something in this movie that really bothered me in general. Okay. So we have Helen Mirren, mm-hmm. who, you know, here's the thing. I think I might be a Helen Mirren, like, hater I'm learning. Cause, like, I don't know <gasps> that I, I don't know that I'm, like, diehard her, like, I'm supposed to. Well, she just won a Lifetime Achievement Award at the SAG Awards. So you can <laughs> go somewhere with that. I love who she is. I love all that. But, like, I see her in movies and it doesn't always hit for me. It doesn't oh, wow. I don't know. But that's not my point. She's very talented on paper, right? So we have Helen Mirren. We also have Leslie Ann Warren. Who I, don't, I don't know if everyone <laughs> understands who Leslie Ann Warren is, but she is the iconic Mrs. Scarlet yeah. Clue. Genius comedian, also Oscar nominated. 
And then we have Michael McKean, who is like, who is also Oscar nominated, who plays the principal, who is in all of the Christopher Guest movies, uh, A Mighty Win, Best in Show, Spinal Tap, all that stuff. And what Kevin Williamson does is he, 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 hi, he's like, come be in my movie. And I'm going to make you guys not do anything. Like, Helen Mirren's tied to a bed. My, Michael McKean is like is a crippling alcoholic who makes one appearance in the beginning where all we learn is that he's an alcoholic that may or may not be drinking and he shows up at the end. And then Leslie <laughs> Ann Warren... Wait, there is a quote from Katie Holmes. Wait, where is my notes? Katie Holmes says about her mom in this movie, about Leslie Ann Warren. She goes, Guys, I gotta go home and check on my mom. She likes to leave the cigarettes burning. <laughs> What? Why are we doing these people dirty? And then I looked on IMDb and Leslie Ann Warren is uncredited in this movie. That can't be true. No, it says says Leslie Ann Warren uncredited at the bottom. And uh, Molly Ringwald and Vivica A. Fox. And in the class also with Marissa Janae Whitaker is Cherry Johnson, who was the best friend from Family Matters and Punky Brewster. So, like, she was a child actress, and then they were like, put her in the back and don't say anything. Right, that's the whole <laughs> thing. Like, Molly Ringwald makes an appearance. It's, she's probably on camera for ten minutes. Like One day of filming. Yeah. yeah. It's bizarre what they did here. It's like, these are, like, A-lists, especially of that time, are in the background while we have three... Z-less leading this plot. Well, not in 1999. Like, Katie Holmes and Barry Watson were the moment. You're, you're, you're right. But it, 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 he was a big deal. I think I think of him not like that Well, because you're looking through a 2022 lens, and as you should. Who is Barry Watson in this world now? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say the friend... She was an odd casting choice. I'm not familiar with her. Can you give me more about her? No, I can't. And that's what I mean. (laughs) The extras were more famous than this girl is. (laughs) And she's the star of the movie. Yeah. (laughs) What is her name? What's the actress's name? Oh, Marissa Coughlin, because she just shared my story the other day. No, she didn't. She did. I congratulated Helen Mirren on winning the Lifetime Achievement Award. I was like, finally, teaching Mrs. Tingle has gotten some, (laughs) gotten some recognition. And she shared it. And then Cherry Johnson from Family Matters and Punky Brewster started following me. (laughs) Now that we've shit on the actors in this movie, let's just shit on the general plot because essentially Leanne misses being top of her class by one single point. So Luke brings her the answers to Miss Tingle's final exam. Miss Tingle catches them. And Donnie, now it is Donnie Appreciation Month. (laughs) Would you do the honor of delivering Mrs. Tingle's retort to Leanne's explanation that they weren't in the gym drinking beer and scheming? Rather, they were working on the graduation seating arrangement for extra credit. Extra credit. Has it come to that? Thank you. Maybe Helen Mirren is good in this movie. She's so good. I don't like that you figured it out after I did the same line, but that is fine. When I was in middle school, my friend Alex, that we used to make movies together using his family's camcorder. Elaborate on movies. The Dog Killer, The Watcher, 1 and 2, Titanic 2. Uh huh. We just recreated in full teaching Mrs. Tingle. And I played Mrs. Tingle, of course. course. But I also played Barry Watson. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of good camera work. Is that how the stage play would work? (laughs) (laughs) Like the same actor. Yeah, it's the same track. Yeah. 
Now, I just like, I find it so weird, this whole premise that like she's missing being the top of her class by one point because of this project. But then we simultaneously learn that the final's coming up. So, (laughs) I mean, usually Donnie's the one to ruin these movies because of logistics. But like, couldn't we like presume that the finals were going to be like a huge grade that hasn't been factored in yet. So like number one, why are they already releasing this list? And number two, why does it actually matter what she got on this project? No, it doesn't matter though, because also if we're trying to be valedictorian for college purposes, you're already into college mama. Like you get accepted to college in like February, like senior year, the back half does not matter unless you want to like test out of like AP classes, like in college. Like that's like the point of that last semester. But like, I don't know about y'all, but I was already like, I knew where I was going to college, I think in like February. Yeah. Like she's doing extra credit by doing graduation seating. Like surely it, it has come to this and it's too late. <laughs> like this is late in the game. If she's so obsessed with like her future, like you're a couple steps behind. <laughs> Although I have to say, did you guys have class rank? Yeah. Growing up in Texas, mm-hmm. you're obsessed with it because if you are in the top quarter, you get automatic acceptance to Texas State School. Oh my <gasps> God. Yeah. You know, I I was 115 out of 1,000. So I just wanted to put that Wow. Smarty pants. And I didn't go to a state school, but <laughs> I was still in Boston at a conservatory where grades don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's where I would like understand the like ranking aspect of it all. But, but yeah. as long as you're, and she's going to be, if she's not one, she's two. What's the, what's the second called? It's valedictorian and. Salutatorian? Yeah, that's it. Is that real? Are you guys punking me again? Because No, that's real. That's what I was. You no, were? that's punking. No, no, that's punking. Okay. I was about I to say, you like, everything I know is a lie. So with the threat of expulsion looming, Leanne and the gang do the only rational thing they can think of, march over to Miss Tingle's house and hold her <laughs> hostage. It's time for Tingle to learn a lesson. Okay, now wait, you say that. But they the plan wasn't to hold her hostage. Like, they just wanted to say, like, listen, bitch, you're wrong. And then Mrs. Tingle serves her right, actually. She did this to herself. I think now is the time for me to publicly come out as Team Tingle. Same. Like, Full Team Tingle here. She had these psychopaths march up to her door <laughs> after school hours, try to get her to change a grade... <laughs> And then they held her hostage. Like I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a proponent of like stand your ground laws, <laughs> but like they're coming into her home. You know, like that crossbow was there. She had to do what she. No way! It down. doesn't bother you knowing later on that she gave Katie Holmes a C for that book. I mean, there surely could be other ways of navigating the situation <laughs> besides going over to your teacher's home and. Tying her to a bed and gagging her. I, mean, I too would give her a C for being so fucking annoying. But she gave Trudy Tucker an A. And Trudy, <laughs> Trudy had a punchable face. <laughs> she did. I'm not wrong. Even the guidance counselor says that. She also had a bow and arrow face. <laughs> you two are both Team Tingle, but you know who is not? Is Helen Mirren's sister. Because Helen Mirren's sister was the teacher. And... She hated the way she played the character. They had a falling out for like five years. <laughs> Did she base it on her? That's what I think. She had to have. Because why else would you get that offended? That's incredible. 
I know we have bigger <laughs> things to focus on, like them using homemade mid-century crossbows as weapons, <laughs> but I was truly only focused on two things. Number one, the fact that Katie Holmes continued to wake up every single day and put on jeans and a button-down, <laughs> because if I were holding a teacher captive, I can certainly tell you that if I'm looking at serious jail time, it's time to break into my Fabletics leggings drawer. I'm not putting on anything with buttons. <laughs> But also, along with wearing jeans, I wouldn't be going to school, which is just what Goody Two Shoes Leanne does, leaving dipshit Joe (laughs) alone with Mrs. Tingle. And bored and without a TV, Joe puts on a one-woman play that honestly makes this podcast look like NPR. Like, this girl is not well. The bitch is (laughs) wild. No, the bitch is a theater girl. That's all. She wants to be a real actress. (laughs) Donnie, I literally know for a fact that you do things like this, just like in your home. Tom, not even things like this. I literally recreate this scene often. Like, it goes a little (laughs) something like this. Leave me. Why you do this to me? Leave me. Why? Take me. Take me. Repeat it. Again, I say, can we please send Quinn an edible arrangement? (laughs) Like what you're hearing? Head to patreon.com slash I am the cute one for more. There you can find uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes. That's patreon.com slash I am the cute one. See you there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Cuties, you know I cannot see a movie without pretending I'm in it, and now it's your turn. Have you ever tried to use the Force when no one's looking, or thought about what superheroes would win in a fight? Then you'll want to stop what you're doing, (laughs) unless you're driving, and visit Sideshow.com. Your eyes do not deceive you. They have a life-size, impeccably detailed replica of the child from Star Wars The Mandalorian. Now, I don't mean to brag, but Sideshow did send me the child. I call him Baby Yoda. I have since learned that is not his name, but he is my son now, so I will be continuing to call him as such. And we have been playing dress up, having photo shoots, and just having a grand old time. But if that one doesn't speak to you, how about a movie-accurate statue of Christopher Reeve as Superman? They got that too. But just wait until you see the incredibly lifelike figures of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and so much more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here is the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of two hundred dollars or more it's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high quality collectibles or you can gift it to that super geek in your life perhaps that person in your life that you know would cringe when they hear that i've been letting my daughter sleep with my baby yoda and again that i refuse to stop calling it 
Baby Yoda. Plus, shopping at Sideshow earns you 5% back in Sideshow rewards, meaning for every $100 spent, you get $5 back in rewards that can be used on future purchases. While geeking out is its own reward, your collection goes farther with Sideshow. So, what are you waiting for? Visit Sideshow.com, promo code CUTEONE, right now, and get ready to let your geek side show. Oh, that's clever. Sideshow. Like Sideshow.com? I get it. I think what's maybe second to that for me, or maybe better than that to me, is her warm-up to be Tingle. She's like, Yeah, yeah. Obviously, like, the, the go-to choice would be, like, red leather, yellow leather. Like, the dumb, mm-hmm. like, things we do in theater school. But she's doing, like, full-on, like, cow, chicken like, noises. <laughs> and then she's like, it's me, Tingle. No, wait. Okay, so that's my question for you. Do you think Helen Mirren did that voiceover? Because it was, like, really good. I thought that. Did she? She had to have. If Tingle here... Things escalate quickly as the kidnappers move on to plan B, (laughs) staging a scene where it looks like Miss Tingle is banging Luke. But luckily, this convoluted plan doesn't have much time to marinate when a new scandal falls into their lap, because as it turns out, Miss Tingle has been boinking the gym teacher, and after missing his chilly mama, he (laughs) shows up unannounced, which leads to a very uncomfortable scene involving Spanky, a blindfold, and a bottle of wine. So before we get into the dissection of this scene, let's put a brief pause to let you all know this brings us to our first secret code word, and that is spanky. The secret code is spanky. Lovely. (laughs) Schmeffery Schmambor is like a full Uh on nasty human being so it's hard to watch like knowing what he's done in life now watching him like be into these bizarre kinky things it was i found it a bit tough oh i didn't know about this (laughs) would this plan work though because like certainly kidnapping and attempted extortion has to be worse than somebody like sleeping with their co-worker Right? I mean, yes, but I think it depends like what Tingle values. And I think that she needs the power to thrive. So I don't think she would let that come out. You know what I mean? I mean, it's embarrassing to fuck him, honestly. (laughs) It was very uncomfortable. And this is where I was like wondering if, if it was Joe pretending to be Tingle, but it was actually Tingle's voice because it sounded just like her. If that's that actress's voice, she needs to do voice work because that's remarkable. Yeah, why hasn't she worked really? Have another drink, Spanky. It's so good. I also say that to Quinn anytime we're at a bar. Like, this movie is top quotable for me. Can we talk about Tingle for a second? Why the name? <laughs> why? It does it, it's so, it's so bad. It brings the movie down. Like, no, it's so good. It's insane. I think it's her name and also the front of this cover because we kind of skipped over the usual question we ask of whether or not I've seen this movie because Donnie, when he came to visit me, made me watch this film. And I think it was her name Wait, and really? also just. Yeah. Uh-huh. We watched it together. I visited her and I had like a weekend. That's it. So I knew I had two movies that I could make her watch. And I chose Teaching Mrs. Single and Cruel Intentions. Like out of every movie in the world, 
Especially, Chelsea has not seen a lot. So there are plenty of, like, really good options I could have made her watch. Nope, teaching Mrs. Tingle. But I did think it was about witches. I thought both films that weekend were about witches. She also thought it was a Snow White remake because Katie Holmes was holding that apple on the cover. I wasn't going to tell that part. No, 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 Chelsea. Thank you for saying that, too. Both things you said are completely true. The title of this movie, there's something about Mrs. Tingle that sounds like a Forgotten Sanderson sister. Like, it it does, I know what you mean it feels witchy please tell me you've seen practical magic i have yes i love witch movies i love witches so that's why then i should have known that i would have seen this movie had it been about witches actually right right instead it was about helen mirror and taito bed for an hour (laughs) she's there i mean that's what that's the movie like she's in well she said it's her favorite role she's ever had because she wore pajamas (laughs) and laid in a bed the whole time yeah I i can imagine she literally the easiest gig yeah well, when the gag comes off, Miss Tingle gets to Gavin because she slowly <laughs> turns Joe against Leanne and Luke, convincing her that they are hooking up right underneath her nose. Were either of you ever involved in like a love triangle or like a friend hooking up with a boyfriend, anything like that? I was the third in a situation that I didn't know. Wow. I was the third in. No, no, not wow. in a threesome. I was like. I was the mistress in a situation that oh. I was not totally oh, briefed, hell. That I was not totally briefed on. Oh. And then I also the only sexual interaction I've ever had with women was with two women at the same time. Fun, <laughs> you overachiever, top one hundred of your class and just double dipping right out the gate. Wow. Uh, I hooked up with two <laughs> girls at the same time, which was bad for them because I was I couldn't handle one. <laughs> Well, I had my high school boyfriend was my first kiss and also the first person I had sex with. And you can go back and listen to other episodes to hear about those magical times. But it was funny because like we had dated my freshman year. We broke up for a bit and then we got back together. But during the time we were broken up, he had made out with my best friend and it was her first kiss. So we both had him as our first kiss. And so then when we started dating again and then I lost my virginity to him, my best friend still hadn't lost her virginity, so I always would, like, offer him up if we wanted to, like, keep the streak going. Oh, my God. <laughs> she declined, and he Sweet declined. But... but it was a good option. It was good that you put it on the table. <laughs> <laughs> so, in college, I did like my friend's ex-boyfriend. So, there was a party when me and the ex-boyfriend fooled around and then he slept over and then in the morning we were both naked in bed and he said oh we are like the Olsen twins right now and that is what made me (laughs) regret that I slept with my friend's (laughs) ex-boyfriend this is karma Donnie 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 you're telling me we're operating on a Olsen's twins adjacent podcast and you've never told this story no, I haven't. Top secret. <laughs> we were saving it for you, Tom Tingle. Oh my God. Well, I'm glad that we have transitioned to teen movies because I don't think our brand would have recovered after that story. <laughs> what do you think you could have meant by that? I have no idea. That you were like sisters? Who knows? Because I always in my head thought I was heavy. And he, I remember his leg was the size of my arm. So like, we didn't look alike. He was blonde. I was dark hair. He was twinky. I was hairy. Like there was nothing that made us look like we were twins. So you were Mary Kate. He was Ashley. (laughs) Well, it depends because Mary Kate's the skinnier one, but Ashley's the hotter one. God, Donnie. It's my birthday. It's not. It's just not. Okay, can we talk about when 
Miss Tingle fully snaps and reads Leanne for absolute filth. Oh, it's so good. I wrote the book. <laughs> Eviscerates her. Just like uh. devastating. <laughs> And what's good is, like, she wasn't nice by any means leading up to this. Like, she she told Barry Watson that there was a man she thought of before whose life would amount to nothing. And then she's like, give your father my best. Like, sh- this woman was shitting on everyone she came in contact with the whole movie. But all of that was truly just foreplay. Because this is when she was like, let me break out the big guns. Let me show a bitch who ties me to my bed for a week and doesn't let me piss or shit. <laughs> let me show them what I've got up my sleeve. Shit? That's all I was thinking about this whole movie. It's literally, Tom, the first thing I thought of when Donnie made me watch this movie. I was like, do they have a bedpan? And Donnie had never thought of it. It was literally the first thing I thought of was like, this has been days. This is an entire week. This woman has been tied to this bed. Yeah. And it's their responsibility to like feed her and stuff. So is it their responsibility to wipe her ass? <laughs> this movie's bad. <laughs> no, it is not. It's better than Scream 5, which Kevin Williamson was still attached to, by the way. <laughs> I know you hated it, but I loved it. Save it for your podcast. We're not talking about it <laughs> Yeah, Tingle fully <laughs> snapped, and I'm honestly, like, I'm close to pulling a Tingle in my own home. My daughters have been bullying me this entire week. I've been texting Donnie about it, warning him about karma. Like, my daughters are wild animals, and they are just out of fucking control. But there's a part of me, like, I'm about to go Tingle on their ass. Like, I have entertained it. I have let them think they're in charge. I have let them think they're holding me captive. But, like, it's time for me to show them the HBIC and grab (laughs) that bow and arrow and be like, listen here, you motherfuckers. I've been that bitch, still that bitch. Settle the fuck down. I'm going to Tingle you. (laughs) Let's just hope they don't Tingle you and tell you you to a (laughs) bitch. If it gets to that point, if you haven't heard from me for a couple days, please uh, send help because it's looking in that direction. But after Leanne is read for filth, it's naturally time to bang Barry Watts and meddle with Tingle's great book to ensure that she is valedictorian after all. Shouldn't that have always been the plan to meddle with the great book? Like, why is it like day five? And she's like, "Ooh, let me change some grades. That's plan A. And also, like, because of what happens with the bow and arrow, we do find an escape clause where, like, no matter what happens, Tingle is an unreliable narrator. And, like, we're like, okay, you're a villain. But what if that wouldn't have happened? Like, how did they think this would end? Right. How long were we tying this lady to a bed? <laughs> okay, so you so you get valedictorian, and then what? <laughs> you go to prison? You're the valedictorian of jail? Like, what is that? I don't really get the end game. Uh-uh. Well, honestly, I still feel that way because, like, yeah, Miss Tingle ends up snapping too. But, like, clearly if there's any excuse to tell the police, like, I'm unwell, I reacted because I've been traumatized for the last week, tied to a bedpost, <laughs> gagged, and held captive in my own house, like... I mean, that would hold up in court, you have to presume. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that would. I think that's a great case that she has there. Like, I was unwell because these kids have been literally kidnapping me. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think she'd be okay in court. So let's work our way up to the snapping. So back at the school, the real valedictorian, Trudy, has a total meltdown when she sees the change grade and learns that she earned her first ever B. Justice for Trudy, because that bitch built an entire castle. She deserved that A. <laughs> And all of this leads to an ending straight out of an M. Night Shyamalan movie because 
Tingle has escaped her prison. Luke is now tied up and <laughs> Tingle accidentally shoots Trudy with the mid-century crossbow and admits to the principal, not the cops, I'd like to add. She did call the principal <laughs> over that she meant to shoot Leanne instead. So Trudy lives, Tingle goes to jail, and Leanne gets her scholarship and finally understands the meaning of the word irony. Leading to Tingle's final words of the movie. Go ahead, Donnie, take it away. Well done, Miss Watson. <laughs> I do know that this was not the original ending of teaching Mrs. Tingle. Like, killing Mrs. Tingle was its own thing. Then teaching Mrs. Tingle was made in full. And, <laughs> and it ended with Katie Holmes and Mrs. Tingle just saying, like, yeah, you're right. You tried to ruin my life. I tried to ruin yours. Let's call a spade a spade. And then they, like... That's it. Katie Holmes didn't get valid Victorian because she didn't get that grade, but the school gave her a scholarship anyway. And then the movie ended with Mrs. Tingle in the bed with her dog. <laughs> and then test audiences were like, no, Tingle needs to be punished. So then they wrote that whole Trudy Tucker thing with the bow Sometimes and arrow. Sometimes it's like, like it was killing, it was teaching. It's a new ending. It's an old ending. And like at some point, the writing's on the wall. It's a bad movie. Says who? Not me. At some point, it's like they really fought for this movie. They really believed in this movie. They really made it happen. Now that's ironic. <laughs> so if we were to cast this movie in a present day remake, who would we want to be in the cast? And I will be, hold on, <clears throat> let me do, oh wait, the, <laughs> whatever warm up Joe did. Because <laughs> I will be gasping and awing the way that Donnie feels I should have been this whole time in honor of Donnie. All month, yep. I'm ready. So as Leanne Watson, I have Sydney Sweeney. Oh, Thank you. As Barry Watson, I have Mason Gooding from Scream 5, Cuba Gooding Jr. Son. Wonderful. As Joe, we needed someone that is more quirky and can really do some character work. So that will be a one Miss Kiki Palmer. You have you heard of her? in every episode I've ever listened to this fucking podcast. <laughs> have you heard of her? Ever? I'm no. not saying shit because it's Donnie's pretend birthday. Thank you. All month, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to say that Kiki's not playing Tingle. No, as Tingle is Angela Bassett. Imagine her in that like lingerie, titty foul, tied to the bed. Oh, by the way, if anyone wants to make a Teaching Mrs. Tingle post, do not use a picture of Tingle tied to the bed. Twitter and Instagram will flag it. (laughs) They say that it is full on porn. How many times has it taken you to learn that lesson? I've tried to make it my background on Twitter literally all of the time. And they take it down. I get so upset. (laughs) (laughs) So I have I have an idea, a twist on Tingle, okay? Mm -hmm. So I want I want it to be like influencers trying to like get the ultimate valedictorian influence. Okay. Okay. The three kids, let's say, as Addison Ray Logan Paul and James Charles, all cancelable human beings, like just awful uh-huh. people, right? And then I have Miss, <laughs> and then I have as Miss Tingle tied to the bed, Kim K. <gasps> <laughs> Wouldn't you kind of die for Kim Kardashian? Just like a stoic, like, what are you doing? I'm going to fail you. Like you'll never become the influencer of your dreams. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I like it. What a twist. Yeah, that's an update. Yeah, so I had Katie Holmes playing Molly Ringwald's character as like a nod to the original A Passing of the Torch moment. I had Meryl Streep as 
tingle. So it's funny that she was in the running to mm-hmm. be taught in the beginning. <laughs> For Joe, I had Dakota Fanning because I watched her in that. <laughs> it was kind of a terrible movie, but <laughs> the Joan Jett movie about mm. the runaways. And I like loved her in that movie and I want to see her in more. I just like it was a bad movie, but I loved her in it and she can play the like out there character. So I would like to see her. Leanne, I have as Sarah Highland. Oh. And then I did not get around to Luke, but I really tried with those first ones. <laughs> the first ones are good. We'll take it. Thank you. Some of your best work. <laughs> Thank you. My goodness. Just in honor of you. So, final thoughts. What for us aged well about this movie and what aged like blockbuster? Do you want to tell us what aged well, Donnie? I think. The performances, truly, especially Joe and Tingle. Like, at no, and the extras for all intents and purposes. We have Divic A. Fox, Molly Ringwald. Truly, all the pieces are in place to make a great movie. The only thing missing was a script, and maybe the original script was good. If we could have just focused on some school violence, we would have been in great places. Ringing endorsement for Donnie starting off the month strong. Okay, so we've talked about like the school violence piece. Obviously, the first plot and why it was changed did not age well, age like blockbuster. I also think that in a COVID world, Spanky coming over for like a quick afternoon delight, despite knowing that his lover is so sick that she called out of work for the first time ever. Like, ew. Germs. True. Like, Literally, whatever was going on in that room when he came over, she's like, oh, oh, you're upsetting the dog. Like, you need to leave because there is feces coming out of every orifice right now. Like, you need to leave, Spanky. Spanky just wanted that sweet chili mama. He wants his pom-poms. What a great movie. Go ahead, Tom. What didn't age well? I mean, we we kind of mentioned all the things that didn't age well. But I will say I do think what aged well is the performances. Joe steals the show. She really does. does. I think that she is a great actress. What she did in this movie is not easy. And especially when you're playing against, like, some not natural born comedians like Katie Holmes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Katie Holmes, I don't think, has an ounce of humor in her pinky toenail no and i think the script reflects that like she <laughs> she's not funny at all not one funny line no and joe i wish joe well in all of her future endeavors i hope <laughs> i know that her imdb list is not popping off these days but i hope she's taken <laughs> to the stage maybe i don't know oh perhaps maybe she should light up that cameo i know donnie would buy a cameo from her oh for sure we'll we'll slap it in this episode act like she dropped by with the ricky like doorbell <laughs> um and then you know in the end, Helen Mirren is very good in this movie. So I I have Thank to agree you. with Donnie that the, the performances age well. What you don't see is that Donnie is holding a crossbow <laughs> right now. Uh, my esophagus. No, <laughs> I, I would watch, despite me hating it, I would watch it again. Just to let you know. Thank you. I would watch it a hundred times. Like, I talked so much shit, but this is in, like, the so bad it's good category for me that, like... It's very comforting. It's so terrible that it makes me laugh. And also, it feels nostalgic, even though I didn't watch it when it first came out. I 
am low-key obsessed with this movie, but it's terrible. Yeah. Well, I encur- I really, I really, Chelsea wants you to watch The Faculty. I think you'd really, really like it. It's truly the set. Like, when they're in the gym, Donnie, the finale scene in The Faculty in the gym, it literally looks like the same gym. Like, I think it's the same. I think that Kevin Williamson was like, we got something good going here. Let's just keep filming. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, this was so much fun. I think a perfect kicking off of Donnie Appreciation Month. One more, I wouldn't call it a plug and more of a plea. I will be featuring voice notes from our cuties at the end of each episode for the next three episodes. Surprise, Donnie. But if you want to DM me a voice note wishing Donnie happy birthday, happy Donnie Appreciation Month. If you want to tell him how you're celebrating, tell him why you appreciate him. It would really take some pressure off my shoulders. So go ahead and send me in those DMs and you might be featured in one of these shows. Wow. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, Tom, before you go, tell everybody where they can follow you, listen to you, all the things. Yes, uh, you can follow me at the Tom Hamlin. That is uh, my personal IG. And then also Dumpster Dive Pod is the podcast Instagram. Um, and also rate, review, subscribe to Dumpster Dive. That's uh, the podcast I host with my my co-host and sister, uh, Kix. And make sure to rate, review, subscribe to all the podcasts you love. It is the freest way to support your content creators. Do it for everyone. It's a, it's a wonderful thing to do to help support all of us because it's hard out here for pod- podcasters. So. Yeah, go over to Dumpster Dive. You guys are so good about supporting us. And it takes two minutes. You guys know I've bullied you long enough to do it so just go over to dumpster dive and do it and then rate five stars if you haven't already and leave a little message for donnie or condolences to me because god (laughs) knows this is one out of four people we've done it we are 25 percent of the way through happy donnie appreciation month and thank you tom for being here and you guys for listening we will talk to you later love Love you like a sister sister. Bye. bye happy donnie appreciation month in honor of donnie I will be saying something savagely offensive or overtly sexual once a day until the end of March. Love you. Hi, Donnie. This is Blair. I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday month. Uh, I love uh, conversing with you in DMs because you actually respond. And I feel like I'm talking to a friend that I've known for years and uh, I just really enjoy the cute one and you and Chelsea and have a great day and a great month. Love you. Happy birthday, Donnie. It's Nimare. I just wanted to say happy birthday and I appreciate you so much. Thank you for letting me DM you wild things and <laughs> and never judging me. And thank you also for having similar superior taste in music uh, so we can bond over fantastic musicals. Um, I hope you have a wonderful birthday and great Donnie Appreciation Month. Happy, happy birthday, baby gorgeous! Thank you for listening to I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to give us a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. You can follow me at Real Donnywood on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want more of my personal brand of chaos, check me out at Ono Chels on Instagram. And for uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes of I Am The Cute One, head to patreon.com slash one. And go to IamTheCuteOne.com for the most chaotic merch on the planet. Talk, Talk to, to you later. later. Love you Love like a sister. sister. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.